Welcome to episode 195 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineer Your Own Success, and I've traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knutson, try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. People have their doubts about this podcast taking off, but since inception, we've had close to 2 million downloads and have been cited by Forbes as one of the top 15 most inspiring podcasts for professionals. Now, here's a short preview of this episode in which I'm going to discuss the four books that I'm reading now and how they may help you as an engineer. I'm always interested in decision-making, right? I feel like the decisions you make drive the success in your career and your life. So anything I can do to try to make better decisions, I try to. And that's why I picked up the book. What I can tell you in a heartbeat is it's deep. And it's if you're not someone who likes to get that deep into stuff, it's not going to be for you. But what I will say in general about the book, if you are very interested in decision-making processes, check it out. If you're just generally want to make better decisions, but don't necessarily interested in reading this classical book of universal wisdom. There's another great book called 10, 10, 10 by Susie Welsh that I always refer people. It's a very simple framework for making decisions or for assistance in making decisions. We cover it in our engineering management accelerator workshop in our orientation on goal setting and decision making. And you can check that one out. My co-host Chris and I both believe that in order to be the best engineer you can be, you must consistently get better. Get better at your craft, your people skills, and as a leader. And that's why we publish this free podcast, to help you do just that. Now, I'm doing this episode because engineers are constantly asking me, Anthony, what are you reading? I get LinkedIn messages. I run into people at conferences and events. And earlier on in the podcast, we used to do book reviews and stuff. So I'm constantly getting these questions. And I tend to read multiple books at a time. And I'll explain why I do that and how I do that when I get into the episode here. But what you're going to hear in this episode is, yes, I'm going to talk about four specific books, and I know for sure one of them will help you as an engineer. And some of the other ones may, depending on your situation. But what I'm also going to talk about is how I read them and when I read them based on the different genres of the books, which I think will be helpful for you in terms of reading, kind of gathering the information, taking in the information, digesting it, and then using it. That's really the important part of reading, right? Anybody can read a book, but if you don't use the information, if it's a nonfiction book and you don't use the information, then how is that really helping you? So before we get started, this is a free show and our sponsors help us keep it free. So please support them. Now I'd like to recognize our sponsors for this episode. Firstly, I'd like to recognize PPI by asking you to listen up later on in this episode for my advice on how to advance your career in 2019. I'll be sharing info on where to find practical tips and time-tested resources for your licensure exam. Don't miss it. I would also like to recognize our other sponsor for the episode, WPI. If you're in the market for a master's degree, you're going to love our sponsor. Worcester Polytechnic Institute was one of the first engineering and technology universities in the U.S., and they now offer their most popular graduate programs 100% online. Level up in robotics, 
data science, power systems, mechanical engineering, biotechnology, systems engineering, and more from anywhere in the world. Stay tuned for more about WPI later in this episode. All right, now let me bring you into our main segment with a quote that is totally applicable to today's topic. The quote is from Joseph Addison and goes as follows. Reading is to the mind what exercise is to the body. All right, so let's dive into these four books that I'm either reading these books right now and close to finish with them, or I've just finished with them. And firstly, let me just say this. I often read multiple books at the same time, and I'll tell you why. It's because I read different types of books at different times during the day. So for example, if I'm reading nonfiction, typically I'll read those early in the morning or early in the evening, like if I'm relaxing after the day and I'm reading a little bit, or at lunchtime. Not right before bed, because right before bed should be a wind down time. And when you read nonfiction, it gets your brain going, right? It gets the brain pumping, thinking about things, excited, new strategies, new concepts. I tend to read fiction in the evening right before I go to bed, because that's something that really calms me down. And this is something that I did for a while and then I stopped for a while. I don't know why I stopped, but the quality of my sleep, I guess I should say, was reduced when I wasn't reading fiction in the evening. So that's something to consider. And then like historical books are also okay. I mean, they're also, they're nonfiction, but they're not like self-help books. So most of the time when I'm reading nonfiction, it's a self-help book, but like historical books, which I'm going to give you one that I'm reading can also be interesting and can also be read later in the day because it's, again, it's not something that's really going to fire you up and get your brain going and thinking and moving around. So let's dive in here. And the first book that I'm going to go with, and I'm going to kind of give them an order of timeline during the day that I would read them. So we'll go with the nonfiction first. Now, I'm a big proponent of the 80-20 rule, known as the Pareto Principle. A lot of people call it the 80-20 rule. And if you're a listener of this podcast, and if you've listened to any of the past 194 episodes, you probably already know the Pareto Principle, and you probably already know what it is because I've explained it so many times. But I'll take one more minute to just explain it here. The 80-20 rule essentially says that 80% of the success that you generate in your career and your life stems from 20% of the efforts. And if you think about that, it blows your mind. And I've given examples on the podcast before. Like, for example, you probably wear 20% of your wardrobe 80% of your time. Your company probably earns 80% of its revenue from 20% of its clients. And again, it's plus or minus. I mean, it could be 60, 40, 70, 30, but the general guideline holds true, which is that you generate a lot from a little of what you do. So figure out what those things are that are generating the maximum and focus on them. I've read a ton of 80-20 books. The ones that are most popular, the Richard Koch books, K-O-C-H, and we've mentioned them many times before, but I always want to continue to learn more about the 80-20 rule. So I stumbled upon this one book on Amazon called 80-20 Your Life, How to Get More Done with Less Effort and Change Your Life in the Process by Damon Zaharadis. Really good book. And what I like about the book is what Damon did is that he looked at all the different aspects of your life. So like part one, how to 80-20 your career. Part two, how to 80-20 your home life. Part three, how to 80-20 your relationships. Part four, your diet. Five, your finances. Six, your education and training. Seven, your small business. And so, for example, he literally looks at each one of these things, which I love. 
being able to break down each one. So for example, in relationships, what he says is like, listen, you don't have time to have a lot of friends. You just don't. So instead of having a lot of superficial friends, he said, select 20% of your quote unquote friends and become close friends with them and spend, when you have time to spend with friends, spend it with those same two or three friends. And that's how you build really strong relationships. And I have to say that since I read this book, that's one of the things that I've really focused on is I have a couple of friends in town where I live that I've become friendly with. And so whenever I find myself having free time, I'll ask them if, hey, you want to go shoot some hoops or you want to get together and get a, grab a beer or something like that. The same couple of people, because I don't have time to have that many friends and either does anyone else. So I'd rather invest that quote unquote friend time on the couple of friends that I think I can develop. They live close to me. We can get together often and it can provide some happiness in your life. In terms of diet, he says things like, there's all these different kind of diets that you can get on out there. But at the end of the day, I mean, all these apps to track what you're eating and weigh stuff at the end of the day, like, is that necessary? I mean, if you just focus on eating healthy for like 80% of the, of your meals, basically think about it. If you have a good breakfast at home every day and just duplicate that every day, there's like 33% of your meals. And then if you have a decent dinner every night, some protein, some vegetables, whatever that may be, then you're at 66% already. And then you have a pretty good lunch. Yeah. Once in a while you go out, you do something with colleagues, whatever. But for the most part, you could do it easily yourself. Don't complicate things. It's just a really, really good read. I highly, highly recommend it. I'm just a big proponent of the 80-20 rule. It works in so many ways. And this book is actually even in some ways better than Koch's books because Koch's books go really deep on the principle. Again, almost like too deep to the point of like diminishing returns, right? And so I highly recommend this book, 80-20 Your Life by Damon Zaharadis. I'm going to read it again, actually, after doing this podcast, just because I'm getting pumped up about it. Again, it's just practical actionable advice that you take and use. All right, so now I'm going to go on to the second book, which is another book that is nonfiction, kind of a self-help book. It's kind of a deep book, and I don't know that it would be necessarily helpful per se for engineers. It would depend on your own background, but I will just talk about it briefly. The book is called I Ching, The Book of Answers, The Profound and Timeless Classic of Universal Wisdom. And essentially, the way I found this book was because I found a great book online called Zen and the Art of Happiness by a gentleman named Christopher Prentice. And that book was huge for me. And I think I mentioned it before in the podcast, but really just about attitude and mindset. That was what was really good about it for me. I loved it. It's on Amazon. You could check it out. It's got a lot of good reviews. Again, it's Zen and the Art of Happiness by Chris Prentice. And so he talks about in this book, this I Ching book. And it sounded deep to begin with. So I looked at it online. It's a pretty big book. He decided to write a like distilled version of it. Like He tried to take it and he tried to make it a little bit more easier for people to understand. And so he published it underneath. He has a, a name that he uses to write with Wu Wei, a Chinese pen name. And so again, it's called I Ching, the Book of Answers. And essentially what it is, I'm not even going to try to explain it. I'm going to read you a quick paragraph description of it. The I Ching uses a type of divination called claromancy, which produces apparently random numbers. Six numbers between six and nine are turned into a hexagram, which can then be looked up in the I Ching book, arranged in an order known as the King Wen sequence. The interpretation of the readings found the I Ching is a matter of centuries of debate, and many commentators have used the book symbolically, often to provide guidance for moral decision-making 
as informed by Taoism and Confucianism. It's kind of confusing. There are many symbols and things, but it's interesting to me. And the reason I got the book was because I'm always interested in decision-making, right? I feel like the decisions you make drive the success in your career and your life. So anything I can do to try to make better decisions, I try to. And that's why I picked up the book. What I can tell you in a heartbeat is it's deep. And it's if you're not someone who likes to get that deep into stuff, it's not going to be for you. But what I will say in general about the book, if you are very interested in decision-making processes, check it out. If you're just generally want to make better decisions, but don't necessarily interested in reading this classical book of universal wisdom, there's another great book called 10-10-10 by Susie Welsh that I always refer people. It's a very simple framework for making decisions or for assistance in making decisions. We cover it in our engineering management accelerator workshop in our orientation on goal setting and decision making. And you can check that one out. So before we go on here, I do want to take a minute to once again recognize our sponsor for this episode. Thanks again to WPI for sponsoring this episode. Their part-time online graduate programs are specially designed for the working professional's hectic life. You'll earn the same degree as on-campus students without pressing pause on your career. Find out why WPI's faculty was named number one in combining research and teaching by the Wall Street Journal. Visit go2.wpi.edu slash T-E-C-C to explore over 15 graduate degree programs in science, technology, and engineering. That's go2.wpi.edu slash T-E-C-C. If you've been thinking about grad school, this is your sign. All right, so I talked about 80-20, your life. I talked about the I Ching. Now I want to get into a couple other genres here. So another book that I'm reading is called Teroni, and this is an Italian book. It's not in Italian, it's in English, but the actual book is entitled Teroni, All That Has Been Done to Ensure That the Italians of the South Became Southerners by Pino Aprile. And so this book most likely won't be helpful for you in your engineering career at all. But the reason I'm reading it and the reason I want to mention it to you is because my ancestors came here from Southern Italy. And there's a whole story that is behind why many Southern Italians immigrated to the United States. And this book tells that story. And so one of the things that I think is important for everybody is to understand where you come from, understand your culture, your heritage. I mean, I think that that kind of connects with who you are, and that could definitely play out through your career and through your life. I'm reading this book to learn about my heritage, and it's been very helpful for me. And just in general, connecting more with my heritage has been helpful for me in my career and my life. So I'm not going to say much about the book per se, because it's a very specific book. But what I will say is, if you find ways to implement learning about your heritage into some of your reading and some of your hobbies, it can make for a very fulfilling experience. All right, now the last book I'm going to tell you about is fiction. And again, like I said, I read fiction in the evenings because fiction helps to settle your brain for sure. It's something that just let everything go. Some people like to sit on the couch and watch TV, but what I've read about that is that that actually stimulates you before bedtime, stimulates your eyes, your brain, things of that nature. So I try to go for reading. The book that I just recently read, and I read this because I'm in the book of the month club, and this was one of the books or else I never would have found it. The book is called No Exit. It's a novel by a gentleman called Taylor Adams, named Taylor Adams. It's an 
excellent, excellent book. It's gripping. It's got kidnapping involved and all this you can read about on the cover. And the thing I loved about the book itself was that I could not put it down. I literally could not put it down. I read this 330 or 350 page book in a week and I was literally, I kept telling my wife all about it. I mean, it's got over 3000 reviews on Amazon. It's an awesome read. If you don't like books that get a little violent, you might not like it, but the point of it is not to tell you about the book so much. It's to really reemphasize the reading fiction books at night and how helpful it can be to your, to your sleeping patterns. I first discovered this when I read the book called Sleeping Smarter, which I've talked about on the podcast about a million times. It's by Sean Stevenson called Sleep Smarter, 21 Essential Strategies to Sleep Your Way to a Better Body, Better Health, and Bigger Success. And he had a whole section in there around how reading fiction before bed could help you. And I was, wasn't really buying it at first, but I tried it and I confirmed that it actually works. Those are the four books that I've just finished reading, 80-20 Your Life, The I Ching, No Exit, a novel, and then Ted Oni. And again, nonfiction as self-help to help me develop, help me learn more about the 80-20 rule, help me get better at decision-making, the cultural historical book to help me connect more with my heritage, and then the novel in the evenings to help me wind down. Very strategic around my reading. Again, you have to be. You don't have time to waste. And I hope that kind of the recap of these four is helpful for you, not just necessarily the books, but the structure and how you can take the knowledge you gain from these books and then use it in your career and your life going forward. So with that, stick around. I'm going to jump into our Take Action Today segment and give you one more tip that I found to be very helpful when trying to read and digest books. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to give you kind of one final tip for maximizing your reading time and helping you to be able to transfer the knowledge back to your career, back to your life. But before I do that, I do want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Do you feel stuck in your job? Not sure how to move forward? All of us have been there at one point. One surefire way to move up in your career is to get your engineering license. The best place to gather info on licensure and pick from multiple print and digital review options is PPI2Pass.com. PPI has helped over 4 million engineers, including me, pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields. They offer licensure exam prep for the FE, PE, and SE exams, so no matter where you are on your path to career advancement, you can count on PPI's support. Take the first step towards making 2019 a great year for you professionally and check out everything PPI offers to make your journey to engineering licensure as smooth as possible. Visit PPI2Pass.com to find essential licensure exam prep books, digital review, and helpful tips and advice. That's PPI, the number two, Pass.com. We talked today about reading. I gave you the four books I'm reading, but really gave you when I read different genres. And I'm going to give you actually two last tips here for maximizing your reading time. One, which is an easy one that you've probably heard before, is listen to books. Don't, you don't just have to read them. I use audible.com from time to time. The four books I mentioned in this episode, I happen to be actually reading in, in paperback books. But I do use audible regularly when I'm either in the car or when I'm taking walks for exercise. 
It's a great app and it can just help you to read and digest books quicker. The second tip I want to give you in terms of digesting the information, if I find a book that I consider to be absolutely life or career changing, I will read it a second time and highlight things in it. If I didn't do it the first time, and then I will get a blank notebook and I will literally write down the highlighted sections. I will write them out. It takes a lot of time, but I only do this like maybe one book a year, but it really helps me, number one, to cement what I'm learning. And number two, it gives me a very simple way to go back and review the most important aspects of what I consider the most important books. So I hope that was helpful for you. I know we're all busy, but continuous education is really critical to your success as an engineer, and you have to find time to read or consume the content that's helpful for you. And I hope these podcasts help because you can listen to them, but you always have to get into books in some way, shape, or form. I think that's really important. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. I do want to remind you that we have another session of our Engineering Management Accelerator Remote Workshop coming up. It's starting in mid-March. You can check it out on our website at engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com. We also have an on-demand version. If you want to sign up now and go through it on your own, you have the ability to do that as well. The feedback we've gotten from engineers has been great. And 90% of the engineers that went through it have either been enrolled by their companies or their companies have reimbursed them. And we have a PDF available on the website that you can use to try to seek reimbursement. We're trying to make it easy for you to succeed. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. Go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and you can look for episode 195 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast, where you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. You can leave a question in the comments section. We do monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. And please don't forget to check out our upcoming live webinar for this month at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Until next time, I hope that you continue to engineer your own success. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and will help you engineer your own success.